The following is an unedited full-length recording of the August 8, 2017 Board of Selectmen meeting. Video of Board of Selectmen meetings air on the Government Channel in Foxborough and are also available on the Foxborough Cable Access website at fcatv.org. Meeting coverage is made available through the efforts of Foxborough Cable Access on behalf of the Foxborough Board of Selectmen. This meeting runs just over an hour and four minutes. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday night, August 8th, Board of Selectmen meeting. I'll read the agenda. 7 p.m., Citizens Input. 7.05, Veterans Director Michael Johns, discuss Purple Heart Day. 7.15, Mark Farinick, <coughs> Historical Commission Chair, discuss vote on Jonathan Glover becoming an Associate Member of the Histor Historical Commission with a term expiring of 5.118. 7.25 p.m., Public Hearing, NPS, LLC, discussion of the Kenny Chesney concert on August 25th and 26th. 7.35, Selectman's Update. 7.45, Town Manager's Update. And 7.55, Assistant Town Manager's Update. And then we have several action items. Can I have uh, Mike lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thanks, Mike. 7 o'clock, uh, anybody here for citizens' input? Now's the time, if you want to yeah. say something. Just uh, <laughs> state your name and, and address for yeah. the record, Paul. Paul O'Sullivan, 19 Alden Street. I'm uh, here to speak uh, concerning uh, the Tootsie Roll Drive uh, with the Knights of Columbus that uh, we've been allowed to do for as long as I can remember. Um, and uh, it's coming up in October. Do we have the exact date? Uh, Columbus Day weekend. Yeah, be Columbus Day weekend in October. And we usually uh, uh, solicit donations around the common. Uh, there's been some, uh, somebody has asked uh, the purpose uh, of the money. Uh, at the same time, I'm the uh, state deputy uh, of the uh, Knights of Columbus, which makes me the highest-ranking officer uh, in the state. Uh, all the money throughout the state goes into our chari charity fund. Uh, every last nickel uh, from it, no, no, no deductions for expenses. Uh, the money is used to pay for uh, wheelchair ramps and van conversions and other things that are needed by... Uh, disabled and mentally disabled uh, children and uh, mentally disabled adults of all ages. Uh, so it's, it's an excellent cause. Every year uh, we able, we're able to uh, uh, obtain anywhere from $3,500 to $5,000 uh, from the citizens of Foxborough and those surrounding communities that pass through. So uh, any questions that you might have on that, I'd be pleased to uh, entertain. Okay. So for the board's uh, edification, this is actually an action item uh, later on this evening. Um, so this is just as an offer. This is offered as an explanation of that one action item. Mm -hmm. So we, um, you know, the, the board has the option if they want to take the item up now, or if they want to hold off until later on to, to take action on it. What's the favor of the board? Since the gentleman here, might as yeah. well do it here right. rather than. So why don't we do that later. action item now? Um, Number two. Yep. Move to approve. Um, the Knights of Columbus, uh, Foxborough Council 6063, um, 
to uh, collect donations at road entrances of the common on 10 7 17. Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> All right, so we're uh, one minute ahead of schedule for the record. Mike, <laughs> want to come up? Keep good notes for Dave, by the way. <laughs> you can have a you seat if you hit. want. Okay. Yesterday was Purple Heart Day. Every August 7th is. Uh, it's a national recognition day. And uh, we have, for the last several years, recognized that at the Board of Selectmen meeting closest to uh, August 7th. This was initiated by former Selectman Mark Sullivan and, uh, and then taken up for action by uh, Selectwoman Jenny Coppola, who's uh, really just done a, a fantastic job of giving this traction and giving us the opportunity to recognize a lot of folks in this community who have given above and beyond. So... This is, uh, this is the medal. And I just want to read uh, some comments. None are unscathed in combat. It's a matter of how one handles the aftermath, which is largely dependent on how one is accepted, treated, served, and recognized by comrades, a grateful nation, an appreciative community, and loving family members and friends. Each year during the first week of August, on or about the 7th, we take time to recognize the service and sacrifice given by our service members wounded in combat. We appreciate all who have answered our nation's call, and today we especially recognize our mortally and critically wounded heroes and their families whose price most of us will never fully comprehend or appreciate. Today and every day, we thank you and wish you Godspeed. In years past, the town of Foxborough and its leadership have recognized 73 of our Purple Heart recipients, and my remarks tonight were to be general and sincere. After a recent telephone conversation with Mr. Richard Gorman, however, who was inquiring about the process of getting a replacement Purple Heart medal for his deceased father, we realized it was time to recognize a 74th recipient. I asked my coworker and associate, Matthew McKenzie, who couldn't be here tonight because he's otherwise engaged in town hall, uh, to write up a little bit of the story about Mr. Gorman and his unit. Um, Matthew McKenzie is a, is a history major who's uh, almost completed his master's degree in military history, so I thought it much more filling, fitting for him than I, an engineer, to try to put together the pros. Mr. Gorman was attached to Company C, 139th Airborne Engineer Battalion of the 17th Airborne Division during World War II. During the Second World War, the 17th Airborne Division took part in the last major Allied engagements in the European theater of operations. In late September of 1944, the 17th Airborne was utilized as a strategic element in Operation Market Garden, an Allied offensive with the goal of maneuvering past access defenses. The success of the operation 
would allow the capture of vital industrial centers that supplied enemy armies and end the war by holiday season. Allied airborne units parachuted behind enemy lines to capture a series of bridges that would allow ground elements direct access into the heart of Germany. Despite the hard work of the Allied individuals involved in the operation, the plan ultimately failed and the Allies were forced to retreat and reorganize. In late December 1944, in response to Operation Market Garden and the presumption of weakness in Allied forces, the German army crashed through the Ardennes region of Belgium and France in an attempt to break the Allied supply chains. Taking both British and American forces by surprise, the Allies, scrambling to hold their position from collapsing, utilized airborne units to bolster their ground forces to, to counter the offensive. The 17th Airborne was attached to General Patton's 3rd Army and took part in liberating Bastogne, which eventually broke the German line and halted their advance. During the combat operations in and around Bastogne, the 17th Army suffered heavy, heavy casualties but fought bravely and assaulted enemy positions with ferocity. Following the siege, the 139th Airborne Engineers were responsible for explosive ordnance disposal of enemy mines and improvised explosive devices and the construction of bridges to allow ground forces to advance. The, the siege of Bastogne and other engagement that took place between December of 1944 and January of 1945 would later be known collectively as the Battle of the Bulge. This hard-won battle by the Allies crushed the last of the German offensive forces and this decimation of strategic reserves allowed the Allies to push into the German heartland. The 17th Airborne took part in these engagements as part of Allied Operation Varsity, which successfully provided access for Allied armies to cross the last major natural obstacle into the German interior, the Rhine River. In the course of a few short months, individuals within the 17th Airborne, such as Mr. Gorman, fought bravely and with distinction. Their tenacity and sacrifices helped to not only win the Second World War, but to liberate the peoples of Europe. And I do have a certificate that we'll be presenting to Mr. Gorman's son, um, Richard. Um, the chairman of our board is not able to be here because he's on vacation, and Mr. Gorman is also not able to be here. But we thought it wise to recognize him and to present uh, this certificate in front of the community on this Purple Heart Week. The certificate reads, Francis C. Gorman, World War II, Purple Heart recipient. The town of Foxborough takes great pleasure in honoring your service and sacrifice above and beyond the call of duty. Your selfless service is the very heart and soul that our great nation was built upon, and your example stands as a testament to the price of freedom, independence, and democracy we enjoy today. We the protected and privileged, thank you for your loyal, dedicated service and sacrifice on behalf of the United States of America, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and the town of Foxborough. Presented on behalf of a grateful community this 8th day of August, 2017. Signed by myself and David Feldman, Chairman, Board of Selectmen. This obviously will be presented to his son, Mr. Gorman, the senior, uh, is deceased. 
uh, and I have with it a miniature uh, Purple Hot Metal, which I hope will satisfy that replacement until we get the new one that comes in from the Department of Defense. Thank you all for your time, for your attention to veterans, and uh, for allowing me to present and educate the community a little bit more on the importance of this, uh, of this Purple Hot Metal. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Any trouble getting the replacement medal from the Department of Defense? It should not be trouble. Okay. Um, but I know you may have a couple of people that could come to my aid if we should need that. <laughs> if you run into anything, we yeah. have some high-level connections. Yeah. So. There shouldn't be a problem. Uh, the the paperwork is all there. His okay. you know his his injuries, his war record is all very clear. Um, so there shouldn't be any problem. But I know who to come to if uh, if I should run <laughs> up against a stone wall. Anybody have any other questions on that? Very well done. Thank yeah, you, Mike. thanks, Mike. Great. Thank you. While so, we have you in the chair, any updates on uh, the memorial? Are you ready to uh, share? Money continues to come in, um, and you'll see the last three or four action items are individual donations from both businesses and uh, residents. The, uh, the plans are moving forward. The engineering drawings are just about done, and we're still on track to, um, to cut the ribbon on the memorial on the common on the morning of um, a Veterans Day, November 11th. Um, we have two speakers that are going to be um, you know, coming to the community. One is going to speak at the memorial. It will be very brief because uh, we don't know what the weather will hold on November 11th. And then we'll move to the high school indoors as usual. And uh, Mr. Joshua Green, who's a retired um, Army lieutenant colonel, um, will, be, will be flying in from, I believe it's Ohio, to visit his hometown and to share his keynote remarks with us. Awesome. So awesome. we look forward to that. Very good. One other thing of note is right around the corner is POW MIA Day. Mm -hmm. We're putting flyers around the community. POW MIA Remembrance Day or Recognition Day is the third Friday in September. We do a 24-hour vigil, and then our ceremony is the next day on, on Saturday. I'm glad so we'll, to see that is still going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, great event, always well attended, and, um, you know, very meaningful. So. Please extend Matt our collective. Thanks for doing that history nice piece. That was, that was yeah. very well done. <clears throat> I wish he could have been here, but um, but his boss wouldn't let him out of the office. <laughs> Don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again for all the, the support and leadership uh, from this community to the veterans and service members who um, who give so much of themselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Next up, 715. Um, Mark Fenerick, Historical Commission Chair. You guys want to come up? <coughs> Name and address for the record. Mark Forensic, 29 Baker Street. I am the chairman of the Foxborough Historical Commission. And we would like to have Jonathan Glover join our board as an associate member. He's originally from Sharon, but at some point he saw the light and moved to Foxborough. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Now. <laughs> it, it, there have been a few wife. of us that have uh, seen that light. Yeah. Lives with his wife, Brenda, and twins, Matthew and Eden, at 33 Baker Street in the Historical District. They are working on restoring their house, and in 2015, the commission gave them the Restoration Award. He has a lot of good ideas. He'll bring a lot of enthusiasm to the commission. And he's a young guy that can climb the ladders for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I've got. Jonathan, do you have anything to add? Or? No, I was just really honored um, when Mark asked me if I was interested and would consider it. And 
you know, I found it an honor, and I think it would be a great way to be involved in town. I've been here about five years, and I am interested in history and thought it would be a good way to get involved in what's going on. Seeing a next, next generation of, of leaders in the community and these different committees, it's great to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody on <clears throat> the board have anything? You know, I think it's great. And I just want to, you know, say this is awesome. I'm glad, like what Bill says, stepping up. Um, I just want to pass on again our thanks to Donald Wright and um, everything he did for the commission. So, um, a motion. Uh, move to approve uh, Jonathan Glover to the um, as an associate member uh, to the historic commission. I'll second the motion. Any discussion? All those in favor? Welcome aboard. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Thank you very much. How old are you, twins? Yeah, best of luck. Uh, six years old. Going into first grade at Igo. There you go. Yeah. Mine, mine turned 26 on Sunday. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> There's a little bit of a generational yeah. difference there. Take care. Take care. Thank you. All right. We've got um, some time to kill. Want to hit some action items? Sure. Okay. Um, Move to approve uh, the uh, Wampanoag Roadrunners 23rd Annual Old Fashioned 10 Mile and 5K Road Races on 2-18-18 with a snow date of 3-11-18 from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Snow date. Snow date. <laughs> Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, we did the Knights of Columbus. Uh, move to approve an early liquor license extension request for Splitsville for an 11 a.m. for New England Patriots Sunday home games of 924, 10-1, 10-29, 11-26, 12-24, and 12-31. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any dis further discussion? Those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, move to approve an early liquor license extension for Better Food Foxborough LLC, doing business as Tavolino's Patriot Place, requesting an 11 a.m. start for the New England Patriot Sunday home games of 924, 10 1. 1029, 1126, 1224, and 1231. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? None. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Move to approve 10 one day all alcohol liquor licenses for the New England Patriots Charitable Foundation for Patriot Home Games on days. Uh, on the following days, 8 10 17, 8 31 17, 9 7 17, 9 24 17, 10 1 17, 10 22 17, 10 29 17, 11 26 17, 12 24 17, and 12 31 17. Second. Motion made seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Um, move to approve a gift donation in the amount of $70 to Recreation 
left over from an Eagle Scout project from the Boy Scouts of America. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $35. Uh, to the Council on Aging for the lockbox program from Anonymous. Second. Motion made. Seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $150 to the Council on Aging to pay for a half of History with Paolo lectures in July, in July from the Friends of Foxborough Seniors. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $160 to the Council on Aging for services from the various participants in Changing Aging program at Patriot Place. Seconded. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $31.99 to the Historical, Historical Commission to purchase books from Susan Cook. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $20 to Veterans Services to the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from Laurie Waterman. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $25 to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from Lawrence and Carol Dugai. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $100 to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from the REMAX Real Estate Center. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $100 to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from Sheila Roach and Nancy Otrando. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $250 <clears throat> to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from the Foxborough JCs. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, <coughs> all those in favor? Aye. And move to approve the 10-4-2016 uh, Board of Selectmen minutes. Second. Motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? Nope. Motion to approve. Aye. 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 All right. It's about time. All right. Cool. Start a minute early. Yeah, that's fine. All right. You want to uh, read the um, yep. public hearing? The Board of Selectmen, acting as the local licensing authority pursuant to Mass General Law Chapter 140, Section 181, and Section 183A, and Chapter 136, Section 4, Code of the Town of Foxborough, Chapter 229, and also the Stadium Rules and Regulations, will conduct a public hearing on Tuesday, August 8, 2017, beginning at 725 p.m. in the Foxborough High School Media Center, 120 South Street, 
to review the application submitted by NPS LLC for the Kenny Chesney 2017 tour. This event is proposed for Gillette Stadium. Application for this event is on file at the Office of Selectmen. All interested parties are welcome to attend. Good evening. Hi, Jess Enos with Gillette Stadium. George Bell, Stadium Advisory Committee. Here before you this evening um, to talk through the points of Kenny Chesney, Friday, August 25th, and Saturday, August 26th at the stadium. Um, this year, you'll, last year's show and this year's show are, are pretty similar. The biggest difference between, you know, what we're asking for tonight versus last year is that this year, uh, Kenny Chesney actually did not tour. So the two Gillette Stadium dates are his only stadium dates of the entire summer. He took he essentially took the summer off. He did a couple of smaller dates around the country, but his only North American stadium dates are are um, ours, which speaks volumes to the relationship that we've formed with him and his management team, um, how, he, how he sincerely feels about the region, the market. It's, it really is um, very much a homecoming for him. So, you know, we're extremely proud of, of being the only stadium to be able to host um, him this summer, um, and we hope that that trickles down to the rest of the community as well, and people feel a sense of pride and ownership in, in having this event. So with that being said, gates open at 4, and the ticketed event start time is 5. Event end time is 11.15, and as of right now, we don't see um, foresee it going beyond curfew, and if it does, we'll certainly notify the board in writing, come before you if necessary, um, handle it as we have in the past. We uh, expect two sellouts, so 50,000 people for each night. Um, the lineup is exactly the same both nights, so Midland, Old Dominion, and Thomas Rhett open up for Chesney. We've had Old Dominion, the name probably sounds familiar because this is now the third time that they have opened up for Chesney. Um, it's a great opening act in that they're they're probably, respectfully, have outgrown the role, um, and they do drive people into the building earlier. So it's nice to have them so early in the evening because it helps people move from, you know, the parking lot into the venue. Um, we're going to continue all of our standard stadium practices with respect to the clear bag policy, the mags, um, all of our security searches will be in place that we've had for all of our other shows. This show has a mix, so it's kind of a, a hybrid of the two full stadium shows where we've had complete GA floors and then one where we've had a complete reserved floor. There's a, a pit for this show um, that's got about 4,200 people total divided, one on either side of the stage, and the balance of the floor is all fixed seats. So um, it's, it's actually the same exact staging and the same exact CAD drawing that we used last year for reference. Um, so like I said, it's a, it's a little bit of a hybrid with about a third of the floor being a GA space and the rest of it all being fixed seats. Um, we do anticipate having, we request North Street being open. We will continue to operate um, our taxi stand at the bottom of lot five and then also our Uber lot in lot 22. We think this show will see um, even more of an uptick in the Uber lot usage. It's been a huge hit so far this summer with um, our concert attendees. So we'll continue to encourage it. Um, and we do anticipate it being a busy, um, a busy evening for Uber drivers in the area. We have six new mist tents. So one of the, the things as this event has sort of evolved over the last 13 uh, times that we've had Chesney at the stadium, um, from a public safety standpoint, there are two big changes now that we're implementing or we have over the years. We build out a separate substation for um, police so that they've got extra space for booking. Um, it allows them, they're not confined to the existing stadium space, they have overflow so it allows them to move freely. Um, 
and both Chief and Lieutenant Noonan have both up on have been briefed on that and um, agree that it's the right thing to do for their show again. So we'll certainly have that up and running for them. We also have invested um, part of the new stadium structures have been helpful. The cross pavilion is used as a cooling area for um, the fire chief will come in and they'll allow that space for people to get out of the heat, to get out of the sunshine for a little bit um, as needed. And then also this year we've invested in six new misting um, stations. So they're not tents, they're almost just like giant fans, but we've been piloting them out at training camp so far this summer and they've been a big hit. They, uh, they do help reduce the temperature, they give people a little bit of a break without being messy or um, creating slippery walkways. So we'll definitely have those in use and deployed as the chief sees fit. Will those be deployed inside the stadium or in the parking lot? You know, it'll be up to um, Chief Hatfield, really, wherever he thinks that okay. they Most need to be. In the plaza. Okay. At the rate this summer is going, we might be in hoodies, so you're just going to kind of wait <laughs> no. and see. In raincoats. Yeah. yeah, you don't know. Ho I mean, hopefully we, yeah. we've got a nice, sunny um It's a good addition for up there. That's good. Yeah. And did I miss anything, George? Uh, no, I uh, just wanted to comment a couple of things in terms of past concerts and how they've, uh, I want to say, morphed and, 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 you know, become better based on the things that, that we've learned from them. Um, well, Al Dodley is going to control the sound, which is great, you know, and he's always in from a noise perspective. Uh, we have talked with the um, police department there at our meeting uh, and uh, in relation to controlling a couple of the pa couple of the past problem areas, be it Route 115 and uh, 140, that intersection, uh, uh, I think it's a big help that the um, significant band uh, starting bands will will it, you know watching it from uh, last year's perspective, mm -hmm. uh, and again over in lot P10 and P11, they they really the state police really um, I want to say coordinate well. Moving the people across and um, you know having those bands start you know makes it easier. I mean a noticeable difference last year. Right. Noticeable. Right. Um, we've we've worked with uh, the stadium uh, public health uh, uh, people in relation to more portageons in that mm -hmm. back lot, which um, they're kind enough to do. Um, one thing I found that was really impressive also is the way the public safety people, both the police uh, and uh, uh, fire. Um, have worked together in uh, simulated responses based on the, I want to say the uh, um, most recent world events. So you know they were at our meeting and really uh, gave us you know great comfort that working with the stadium. They're looking to set up a command center that's off-site, literally, um, uh, for all major events. I want to say, or uh, this one being one of them, but uh, the NFL games, so that. Uh, they literally would not have a. They, in addition to what they have at the stadium, they have a, uh, another one offsite. Um, the right turn on North Street is working really well. Uh, state police pushing people. I know uh, our senior member of the committee, Frank Baresi, uh, is right down there on North Street, making sure traffic flows. And if it doesn't, uh, letting us know. But mm -hmm. I want to say that they. It really makes a big difference when um, there isn't the blockage of people that think they can get. Right. Onto Route One and head down. So, uh, we uh, as a as a group um, voted unanimously uh, to recommend for your approval, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll be attending both nights uh, and uh, look forward to another successful. Okay. Right. 
Anybody on the board have any questions? No. Nope. <clears throat> well, well presented. It's been a good Thank season you. overall, too. I mean, I think the shows have been really, really well run. There's mm -hmm. been very few issues from a public safety perspective. Um, so it's, that's kudos to, yeah. uh, to your organization as well as the uh, in, in the work that the committee has done. I think Coldplay had two. Yeah. That's amazing when you think about yeah, protective custody. Yeah. 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 Yep. You did. We had a really great summer. It's been good. Okay, seeing there's a public hearing. Anybody in the public have anything to say? I'll make a motion okay. to close the. I'll move to close the public hearing. Second. <clears throat> in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. Uh, move to uh, approve uh, the application from MPS LLC for the uh, Kenny Chesney concert. On both August 25th and August 26th, 26, uh, 2017. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Great. Great. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for Good luck. Thanks for the note. Round to 2018. <laughs> yeah. All right. I had a schedule for the record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Selectman's update, uh, just got a couple of things. Um, just want to thank the JCs, Chief Hatfield, uh, Police Department, everybody for National Night Out last week. Um, didn't rain, and I'm glad they didn't schedule it on the night we had a meeting, so it was Chief, good. Stick around for a minute. Um, and then just one update. I saw um, Sunday um, our old volunteer, Frank, that used to do the, the filming here. I saw him grocery shopping. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he said to say hi to everybody. Um, and he's looking to try to make a comeback, so we'll see. Great. But, um, that's all I had. Does anybody else on the board have anything? Okay. Um, town manager's update. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Chairman Pro Tem, I guess. Is that <laughs> yeah. how that works? So um, first of all, I want to start off by announcing that the, we, we have some great news to report that the town of Foxborough has been the recipient of a, of a significant grant uh, from the federal government was something that is rare. It doesn't something that happens very often in this community in particular. We don't get a lot of federal grants, um, but uh, this one uh, was, is what is known as a fire safer grant. I've given up the board a, a summary of other pieces to that, but we're going to make a formal presentation this on the 22nd to the board because we want to wait for a full board to be present for that discussion. Um, we have to, as a town, formally accept the grant, so I, you know, it's really up to the board to make that decision. Uh, so we'll we'll have a presentation, and then, uh, and certainly that's why I gave you a summary tonight. If there's any questions during the next few weeks, we want to call me or speak to the chief directly about it. I think that's really important that you're well versed in this issue because it's it's very significant for the town. What is it? essentially just a summary of the grant is that it's a federal grant that allows the town to hire uh, four new firefighters that will allow us the ability to finally get to the point rank, uh, to, to the, um, uh, the staffing level of eight per shift. Uh, that, that staffing level has been recommended since 2006 for the community, but we've never really quite reached that funding requirement. This is an opportunity now where the grant will actually help us reach that goal uh, over, over a period of three years where we will receive uh, funding from the federal government. It will be phased in over, over that period of time, and the town will eventually be responsible for, for funding the full amount. During the period of time that we, we have the funding in place, um, the employees will have to remain in the employee of the town. At the end of the grant period, if the town decides that they do not want to go forward, uh, there are a couple things that you can do at that point. Well, there's always opportunities where 
where staff leave for retirements, things of that nature. You can actually reduce the staff and caffeine complement if we, we choose. We're not in a position to afford that. Or if we, we, can, we can continue to, to fund the positions um, and, and, and leave them at, the, at that full level. We're hoping that we reach that level because that was a recommended uh, staffing complement that we've been trying to strive for for many, many years. So I want to particularly thank um, the, uh, the fire department staff, uh, Deputy Chief Kelleher and uh, Lieutenant Pacini, uh, um, um, uh, who actually were instrumental in writing this grant. Um, it's, there's not many, very many communities in Massachusetts that received this. Uh, only that I know of right now five. Right, in the entire Commonwealth. So that's pretty significant, mm -hmm. significant. So, Chief, do you want to add anything? Uh, while you, uh, I, I can't. It, you might want uh, just yeah, you want to come up? Yeah. Just come to the, to the mic, please. State your name and the address for the record, please. <laughs> Chief Roger Hatfield, 10 Fisher Street. <laughs> um, no, really in honesty, this is something that uh, we really never thought we'd get this first year. Most communities that go after the safer grant, it takes them two or three years to kind of build their case. And um, I, I can't say enough for the department, uh, Deputy Chief Kelleher and Lieutenant Patini. The narrative is what sold the federal government on this. The key thing the community should be aware of is that this close to $750,000 grant does not have to be paid back. So it's not like we're borrowing money. It's actually a grant to help support the town in its efforts to get their staffing levels where they need to be to protect the community. And I, I would be uh, uh, shameful if I didn't also thank Congressman Joe Kennedy's office. They wrote letters of support for, our, uh, for the town of Foxborough and the fire department, and I feel that that also gave us some, some teeth uh, in getting this grant. So, And I, we look forward to be able to give you guys the full presentation at your next meeting. but. We gave you some fact sheets there. Please, if there's any questions at all, don't hesitate to give me a call. Uh, reach out to the town manager and, or, or Deputy Chief Kelleher. Um, we'd love to share any information that might pop up with anybody. So I just want to take this opportunity to congratulate you and the department you for, 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 for fine work in this area. This is really quite significant for the town. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Chief. Um, Bill, can I just ask? Um, yeah, sure. I, I don't want to look, look a gift to us in the mouth, and I'm, no, that's fine. it's too early to discuss this. But I'm sure the presentation is going to be great, yep. and, and you know, to get four new firefighters. But what mm -hmm. I'm concerned about it after the third and fourth year when it drops off, mm -hmm. that's 750 coming out of the budget somewhere to move forward. So right. some type of uh, input from the finance but committee or Randy. Yep. So it's yep. not a surprise after three or four years when this is forgotten. Absolutely, we, we do a good job hiring, but we don't do a good job. Of, of letting people letting go, people go. Yes. Right. and understood. Right? Yeah. And so, so let me just tell you that um, Randy, Randy actually is, is planning to be away that weekend, but he said he was, he's going to write a recommend, letter of recommendation explaining his position on this. He does recommend that we do this, and he's going to give you the details as to how we get to that point uh, in three years. So he'll provide that, that backup for you for that, okay. for, for that discussion. Okay. So, um, yeah, we had fully anticipated that would be the question that everybody yeah. would, have, yeah. would want to hear, so um, we're already working on that piece. Okay. okay? Um, thank you, Chief. Thank you. So the other, uh, a couple of other items. Um, we've got the, um, the Historical Commission, I should have actually mentioned it earlier when they were here, uh, working on a picture project for the town, new town hall. They're actually, um, the challenge they have is that there are so many historical pictures that they want to actually use in the building that they're having a hard time narrowing the field. So, uh, but they are should've working on a, it. Should have built a bigger town hall. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think you'll have a few arguments on that point. But, uh, but 
it's great that they're and they're really excited about doing the project and they're really involved in it, which is great to see. And I actually met with four of the members last night, or actually yesterday afternoon, and um, and they just they're really they're really enthusiastic about it. So we're we're going to try and find, identify the pro, the uh, the pictures. They're going to they're going to get them in a format that they're all really clear and they're very um, they're in a good uh, good um, you know, framing capability. And then we're going to have them matted and then professionally framed. So that it will all be consistent around the building, um, and then there's also the, the the issue of dealing with the paintings uh, that we have, and how do we how do we deal with those too? So there's there's still some work that we've got to have done uh, to try and get the the building final finally decorated in the interior pieces. Um, so the building itself is still working fabulously well. Is I mean we've had nothing but. I've had we're doing a lot of tours even from other towns who are you know, considering similar projects right now. So they're all Sharon. very very much in. Sharon's been in. Cohasset yeah. was in yesterday. Um, so there and there's others looking to, to come as well. So we're very excited about and very proud of the ability to, to be able to show it off to folks. Um, then the old town hall. Um, the, the, you know, the rumors are that we we may it may start to come down as early as next week, the first of next week. Um, and, uh, it, and just for anybody who's concerned, because this concern did come out, is that that project is is fully documented and it has to go through a DEP process. I mean, for them, where they take down buildings, especially old buildings, because there's you know, there's old materials in there. But those that the materials have all been mitigated and talked right out of the building so far already. Um, there's a very detailed process by which this is done, and so. We're very confident that the work that's going to be done over the next week or two is going to be really well done and, and handled you know, very properly. So I just want people to be, because I, you know, sometimes we've already gotten a couple questions about that, and we want to make sure people are aware of that. Um, as far as, um, so we, we're hoping to get that, that picture project uh, up and running um, probably within the next few weeks. We will still plan to do a formal ribbon cutting of the building probably in September. Once the parking lot is completed, uh, we did finish the, the access road up on Liberty Place uh, just the other day. So um, that's another piece of the puzzle that's that's being being finished up right now. And so we're getting close on, on, on those final pieces. Um, the train issue has been obviously a very important issue to the town, and that's uh, we met last week in Boston, uh, testified before the, um, the Financial Management Control Board, the MBTA, uh, the meeting I thought went went really well. There was there was some opposition from Walpole, which we we knew about. Um, there was also some concerns expressed from there's a group called the Fairmont Coalition, um, who was concerned. Actually, their their concerns are not necessarily towards the town nor the use of the line, but uh, the line itself. It's just the fact that they have they've been working on something for a long time to try to use that same line for their own uses and for their own purposes. And so there's a, they, they believe that there's a conflict. We don't necessarily think there is one, but we're trying to address that concern for them so we can so we can all live live in peace together on that. But um, I had I did work today on a letter from um, with Paige Duncan on a letter to Governor Baker, just expressing our, our support for it, going through all the details and the reasons for that, just to kind of express you know where we are with that, so we can further our position on that. We do hope to have a, a, a vote out of the FMCB uh, next. Next Monday, uh, we're going back into Boston on, on Monday morning. Hopefully, it'll take action at that point to see where we, we can go forward on, on the uh, on the pilot program. So, just to be clear for everybody who's listening, that, that this is a this is the vote would only be on the pilot program. 
uh, for 11-month trial period to evaluate uh, the service to the town. And then fo following that 11-month period, there will be a determination as to whether or not um, for permanent service could be could be entertained for the community. So that's that's where we are on the latest. That's the latest uh, situation with that. I also provided for you tonight a letter from uh, the city of Lowell relative to charter school funding. Uh, they like like us are, are feeling the pinch of uh, the funding that's been going into charter schools, and that the uh, the failure of the state to actually address the funding piece that's supposed to come back to cities and towns as as a way to support funding that gets drawn off the, the, the local school system and put into the charter schools. Um, we see it as really a two-pronged point, point. This is just a, a, a really addresses only one piece, and what that is the actual reimbursement. We think the actual funding mechanism itself should be addressed too, but, but at least I think um, I'd be willing to, 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 I wanted to get the board's feeling whether or not we should write along a letter of support for the, their efforts in trying to at least get the funding piece done uh, to support our efforts here locally. So um, I don't know if I need, need a, a vote tonight, but if you want to give it some consideration, read through it, and then, and then we can act on it uh, collectively at the 22nd meeting. That's yeah, I'd like, like to read through it. Then you'll have a full, you'll have a full board at, at that time as well. So th this seems to be a home rule petition just for Lowell, so they right. get 100% back to them. Right. So, so we would, what we would, what they're asking us to do is for consideration to actually write on, write a letter of support, and perhaps even write our own, our own petition doing mm -hmm. the same thing which I would consider uh, presenting to the board as a possibility uh, so we can get that consideration as well. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'd rather not vote on it now. Let us all digest this. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's important information. You should read it and, and understand it. Now, this is addressed to the town of Foxborough. Are they sending this to all 360-odd towns and cities? Um, I think only the ones that are really nearly impacted the most by charter school assessments. Uh, you can see that they actually came up with our specific assessment in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and they noticed that we were one of the higher assessed communities in that regard. So I don't know if, if they've done a lot with the communities that aren't being assessed, but um, obviously they, I'm not sure they, they would have a need to, to be involved in that. Okay. Do you think uh, mm -hmm. next the next meeting when you bring this up, do you think Jay Barrows could be here? Sure, I'll, I'll see him and get, get, be here. That would be great. Yeah. Um, another important issue is that we, we did get the bids results in from the sewer project, and they came in uh, under significantly under budget, which is good. We have about $350,000. Well, you estimated 550 initially. That's for um, the downtown. For the downtown sewer project. So by by having that, that amount, that allows us to actually do a little more lateral work, which was really helpful to all the, all the, uh, the various businesses and, and residents along that area. Um, there is a meeting tonight at town, at, at town hall, actually the new town hall, to meet with the neighborhood neighbors up there to see if, if there's you know what and again to to inform everybody what the process is and what uh, what the timetable is for the, for that that project to begin. So we're looking to get started on that fairly soon because it's a good time of year to, to be doing that kind of construction. So what did the so bid commit at three fifty? Three fifty, and the original bid was estimate was like around wow. five fifty. Do we have to time. spend five fifty or? Well, the the. Hope was is that if it came in at, at at that number, we would be able to do more of the lateral type of work, uh, to you know, it was extending the laterals to leaving stubs at all the, on the area along the, the street, so we wouldn't have to to go back and do that later on. So it actually provides us more flexibility in doing the project. So, okay. I guess if the street's going to be ripped up, you might as Now's well. the time to do it. You know, if you're going to do it, so. Yeah, because isn't there a once you, if you rip up a street and then pave it, don't you have to wait? You have to wait. Well, five, if you do it, it's like five. Years, yeah, I think it's a five-year moratorium. Yeah. 
yeah. on that. So we wouldn't want to be going back into it if we can help it. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a, an equation that's that's playing into. So when all the homes and businesses tie into it, it's not. I mean, it's nice to have two hundred thousand dollars to put towards it, but the people that which are, we won't spend all of that, but I just want to be clear. But the about people that, that are on septic are not getting reimbursed or subsidized either. So right, you know, the, yeah. the main and. and yeah, they're arguably the laterals, but just because we have two hundred thousand doesn't mean yeah. no. They're actually else that's not on sewer. Right, understood. You know. So, but I, so so here's the thing: is that um, the one thing that we can help residents that are, that are interested in tying in is that we do have uh, state revolving funds, SRF money, which is zero percent financing, which helps people to to pay for that mm -hmm. uh, that construction. So that's that's funding that's available to virtually every town in Massachusetts. So we can. To, to help relieve people on septic issues and, and, and sewer issues, so which will be helpful for folks if we can try and get that get them secure that. So the people that are invited to the meeting tonight, are they going to be giving? Is it uh, informational, or are they going to give costs of what it would t for them to tie in? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Okay. So they'll have a better understanding of that. Um, so so, can we get a, a little quick summary of how that meeting went? Sure. Uh, at our next meeting? Yep. Yeah. I'll know tomorrow morning, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So so did you, let us just go out to, to the abutters? Just to the people that are going to be affected by it directly, yeah. 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 Okay. So they, they were notified, and we actually, we, even, we, it, we, we haven't been holding meetings at the town hall because of the parking situation, but these are all people that, that literally live across the street. So, mm -hmm. so we were allowed to, we were able, it was actually worked out pretty good for us to do that. So worked out pretty good. Um, and then a couple other important issues. Um, first of all, the announcement of Deb Spinelli retiring from as school superintendent. I uh, just want to say to Deb, and I, I, Deb and I haven't been able to connect, believe it or not, since, since, since she announced that, but we, we've talked just briefly. We texted back and forth a couple of times, but we're supposed to connect soon. But I um, just want to say it's been a terrific relationship working with her. She's done a great job for this, for this community. And, Wish nothing but the but the best, and um, and into Amy, who's going to be the new superintendent. Looking forward to working with her. We've worked with her a lot on various projects throughout the year. Years that I've been here, and again, just a, another quality individual stepping into that role. So, we're very excited about the continued great relationship that we've had with the school department, and uh, want to continue to move the town forward. But again, I just want to say thanks to Deb for all her hard work, and hope that she truly enjoys her. Retirement um, and the fine work that she and the contribution she's made to the community. Um, another good piece of news is I um, want to say congratulations to Marsha Armando from our office who finished the Panamas Challenge over the weekend. Yeah, she went from uh, from Wellesley to uh, to Bourne, then from Bourne to uh, Provincetown well, the next day. Her. So so good for her and and the other five thousand. 999 other riders that, that were involved in the race, uh, or the ride, I should say, and uh, for all the money they raised again for, for, for cancer. So cancer research. The, uh, the goal this year was $48 million. They're hoping that they, that they reached that or actually surpassed it. Um, collectively, over, over time, the uh, PMS Challenge has raised uh, about $600 million in, uh, in, total, in total funds. Um, it's a, uh, it's a it's a terrific event. Um, I actually wrote it in a four, four times myself and raised a lot of money for that effort. And, I, and I, I'll tell you, it's it's one of the best things I've, I've ever participated in. And it's if anybody ever gets a chance to do it, I, I 
Absolutely recommend it. It's just a great event. Did, was some of the route through Foxborough? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, a portion of it does go through Foxborough. The signs yeah. are still up. Well, they, they keep they keep the signs. Well, the, the paper signs or the, or the uh, uh, real signs. They're on the. They're, I, I was Holmes. North yeah. Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the, that, yeah. there's a there's a permanent sign that actually they do no, have. This all was, of, I think this was on the ground. Yeah. I think oh, was it? There's a lot of paper uh, yeah. laminated plastic paper signs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, they need to get get those and yeah. pick those things up. They're usually pretty good about getting that stuff. Yeah. They do have the permanent ones up, though. They go by the end of my street. Yeah, you can tell the, the, the permanent route, so yeah. you can actually train on the route if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's actually a great route. Yeah, but it, it did go through Foxborough, and it was pretty seamless. Yeah. It, it was a lot of people, and oh, yeah. I don't think there was any incidents that I heard of. No. Yeah. No, they did have, um, I think, a total of 17 medical treatments from when I was, uh, what Masha indicated this morning, but... And only one is actually uh, still hospitalized out of that entire entire group. So a lot of it, it's you know dehydration, things of that nature, that yeah. things get old, people get overcome. But um, you know, hopefully, it's nothing nothing more than that. Um, and then, um, and Jim, I don't know if you're prepared to talk about, but there is new ownership of the theater in the downtown. So uh, hopefully, the yeah. <laughs> It's going to uh, actually August 1st, I, th- I believe they took over? Yeah, we, I say we, I'm, I'm on the board of directors. Is um, yeah. All together, there's 20 of us. Uh, yeah. There's four that are um, president, mm-hmm. vice president, secretary, and treasurer. Um, all people that are invested in bringing something back to the community. So we put a purchase and sale into it. It was, it was accepted. Hopefully we'll get keys on Thursday. And then uh, next week we'll have a board of directors meeting. And then... Um, reach out to pretty much the community. We, we're trying to get a little bit from every sector, you know, the sports, the mm-hmm. arts, the entertainment, um, comedy night, things like yep. that. And we've got it booked up for about um, a couple dozen shows already. Great. Um, it seemed like there was a pent-up need or a pent-up demand for it, but it just wasn't run the way it, at all. It, yeah, so, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, so we spent, you know, July and August kind of reaching out and, I think we're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nonprofit. Not, none of us are in it. Are going to make a dime mm-hmm. off it, but it's to keep it going. And, right. um, and we hire uh, an executive director and assisted, assistant executive director. So if all goes well, and as you know, it, it got some press a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. it was a grant that was applied for. And thank yeah. you, and Jay yeah. Barrows, and, and yeah. different people that sought it more as a community center, mm-hmm. bathrooms, something that the town common needs. So yep. hopefully if everyone plays nice, it'll be yep. a nice addition for the next 20, 30 years. Yep. It's an important piece of a downtown, I think, mm-hmm. is having a facility like that. Yeah. So it's great to see. I'm, I'm really glad it's, it's, it's taking shape. So it's good news. Um, just one last sort of rather, un, it's kind of an unfortunate uh, piece of uh, information that we had a social media issue hap- that happened over the past week. Uh, involving uh, some events that occurred um, in town, uh, allegedly involving uh, some inappropriate fix po- pictures being taken and uh, involving involving kids that, that were walking along the street. turned out that, that the pictures actually weren't being taken. But yet the story just hit the social media waves rather quickly, and there's a lot of accusations being made, which was really unfortunate. Police department came involved, got involved immediately, uh, and then did an immediate investigation and, and found out that there really wasn't much to it. The person who was uh, accused of that was clearly not doing anything uh, of the sort. So, um, I just—it's sort of a, a thing that we—I just—it's sort of a, a 
a precautionary note to, to, to folks that be careful about using social media in a way that can be really damaging to people. If you're not sure of the facts, make sure it may be, make sure you put you put something in writing like that because this created a, a bit of a furor amongst folks and it was really unfortunate. But and it turned out that be turned out to be not much of anything. Uh, listen, we all we're all everybody here is very protective of our kids and and the community um, as a whole. But let's make sure before we start putting stuff out that um, that we, we make sure of the facts before that, that happens because it was unfortunate how it all how, how it rolled out. So, um, you know, the chief uh, Baker had had uh, had uh, noted had, had briefed me on this uh, last week and was was concerned about how quickly it it took took on a life of its own, which was really unfortunate. So um, that's it. That's that's all for my for my. I end. just uh, had a couple of yeah. questions. Um, do, uh, what's the timetable for the roundabout near the uh, Forbes Crossing? The Forbes Crossing, the, the, the um, we think it's we're hoping it gets done this this current calendar year. Mm. Uh, we ran into a little bit of an issue with the district office in terms of what their requirements were, but the, the state you know, EOCD and in, in, uh, is working with us to try and mitigate those concerns. They. They were looking for trying to do a full depth reconstruction, as opposed to a you know just a uh, uh, you know a, a, a yeah, an overlay, which you know of a, a 55 year old compacted road. That's you don't want to dig that up. That's actually a good base road. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we're trying to we're trying to overcome that. We think we'll be able to do it, but uh, just a, it's a it's a local consideration. There's a whole new office in place, the district office, and some of the requirements coming out of there have been concerning at best in some ways. So we're trying to address that in a, in a proactive way, and we think we have, we have a good, good, pretty good handle on it. So, also, there was one more question. Um, I saw in the paper that the MS-4 regulations are probably not going to be put in place for at least a year, maybe even never. They've been delayed. Do you, have you heard <coughs> they've, been de they've been delayed been again. They've been delayed for delayed a again. year, and then... Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm not so, surprised, given that the that the the way the EPA is is being addressed right now at, at the federal level, um, the, there is a a bit of a turn back of the dial in terms of what the requirements yeah. are at the EPA level. Yeah. So um, the fact that that's being pushed back is not a surprise to me. Yeah. I mean, it's also unfunded. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a big financial burden on right. all the communities for that. Right. So, but you haven't heard an official. I mean, I just saw a little thing in the paper. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we've, we've not been notified. Yeah, Mass I've, Municipal, this is initialing yeah. some information, but there's nothing right. just, you know, yeah. complete yet. Yeah. Okay. So, and then a little concerning news about the, on the federal level today about North Korea and, and the U.S. That was a little bit, a little bit scary to hear that conversation going on today between the president and North Korea mm -hmm. about the, the threats going back and forth. So that's mm -hmm. a little unnerving to, to hear that, but. Hopefully that is just more of more saber rattling more than it is anything. Mm. All right, that's all I have. All right, Mary Beth. Yep, mine's pretty brief. Um, today, uh, myself and um, eight chiefs uh, interviewed for the next phase of the SEMREC, our regional dispatch um, executive director position. Uh, although the grant funding has sort of been delayed a bit, where all indications are that we're still a uh, priority one and um, our funding looks good. So we're proceeding with caution in the um, interviews. We got it down from 40 people to seven to we're at four now. Um, and it went very, very well. I really appreciate, um, you know, I've, I said it today and I think 
we, we are exemplifying like the way four towns came together on all different levels and I think that this is you know definitely noteworthy that um, our regional dis, um, entity will be one that people write white papers about I think it's it's working out really well um, so that I'll keep you updated on that what's the um, is there a plan B if the grant doesn't go through we we're scheduling a meeting with the town managers because some ideas popped out today about or, or strategies um, in case that happens but um, we were fortunate to have uh, subject matter experts sitting with us today who actually happens to be on the board that sees oversees the grants so and indications are pretty good for us okay. I'm not going to jinx it I would say that if if you saw any of the applications we, we actually checked off every box whereas a lot of people weren't able to do that and there are communities that have already been notified that they're no longer in the running. So, um, so far, so good. My fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, we've started, uh, we've clicked into some of our collective bargaining. We have ongoing talks going on with the steel workers. We met today for some impact bargaining with dispatchers. We're um, continuing to plug along with fire department, and we're initiating some negotiations with um, police. So um, steel workers and, and fire are kind of retroactively negotiating stuff for FY17. Um, dispatch is um, ongoing because of the, exec the SEMREC issue, and um, we're starting police being proactive. This doesn't end until June 30th of next year. So um, we're getting Can going. Yeah, staying ahead of the curve on collective bargaining. Um, mm. Our open enrollment begins in um, two weeks. And that's for the new stuff that we negotiated with the PEC, our new um, Blue Cross plans, including a very um, mitered down select option that employees can um, have. So they have a couple of opportunities to learn about these. We're doing a little wellness sort of kickoff where we'll have a representative from Blue Cross come in and talk to employees as well as our regular health fair, which takes place in September. One of the health insurance options, by the way, is one that where the rate actually goes down this year. Extraordinary. Yeah. I, mean, I, I haven't seen a rate go down, I think, ever. So this is a first. This is a first. So it's a, a typical HMO plan. It's yeah. just a more limited network. If you can agree to the limited network, you can take advantage of it. So, um, yeah, so we have some good options. I mean, when the employees save, the town saves as well. So mm -hmm. by people right. picking that option, it's long-term. It helps yeah, It's us. a good option. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a watered-down option. It's a good option. Um, we just to we'll keep you updated, but we reached out to the moderator to talk about a fall town meeting date, and um, so things are in the works to talk about that. So I, hopefully, I'll have a date for you coming up soon. Um, you need to appoint the AGCOM members, finalize that, and then we'll get back to you with a date um, for opening the warrant. And then finally, on Thursday, I look forward to I'm doing an orientation with our senior greeters or concierge people um, so I interviewed we interviewed uh, five people we have a sub as well and putting together a schedule and um, they'll be greeting folks as they come into town hall on a scheduled basis um, we're putting together you know information for them maps and what the departments do so they can answer questions but um, I'll be doing a little meeting with them on Thursday to kick it off so that's all we got so, so just a fun item here. This is called, Can You Pick Out Your Selectman? All right. I found this in our archives this, this past week. I know we need a picture of this. 
if anybody could just get a picture of this on TV, if they can, they can, circuit, they can show this. And then in the second picture of this, this fine-looking guy right here, does anybody know who this is? Yeah, you have hair back then. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't even see it. Mr. Elfman. This is you? This is Doc Elfman in his youth. And he wow. was a pretty rugged guy. He was a pretty rugged guy. He looked like he was going to play for the Patriots, actually. September 1993 like, yeah. is this one. Wow. Where'd you dig those up? Yeah. What do you actually, Randy found them in his files. Hey, you were <laughs> handsome. What happened? <laughs> wow. This one is Making a Difference. It's an article about you. Mm -hmm. Y'all were dog. young wow. ones. Yeah. And Big Stuff Lobster was 1095. <laughs> <laughs> Back then. All right. Anybody have any questions here on anything? Vera, the floor is yours. Uh, I don't really have anything, although I will be calling you about the grant tomorrow. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, the only thing I'll have to say is um, uh, I think Doc already looks rugged as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little grayer is all right. Exactly. And that even adds to the ruggedness. There you but go. I'm, I'm good. All right. all right. Thank you. Make a motion. Uh, move to adjourn. Second. Yes. Those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank Doctor, you, everybody. You're, you're free to hold on to those articles if you'd like. <laughs>